Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's Safety and Health webcast, E-Learning Trends and Tools, How to Make Safety Training More Engaging, sponsored by DuPont. My name is Barry Botino. I am an associate editor with Safety and Health magazine, and I'll be moderating today's session. Thank you for joining us. In a few minutes, we'll start the presentation, but first, I want to go over some preliminary items. The views of today's speakers and organizations are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the National Safety Council or Safety and Health magazine. Any mention of a commercial enterprise, product, or publication does not mean the council or magazine endorses those items. At the end of today's webcast, we'll conduct a question and answer session. To ask a question, simply type it in the text box in the lower left-hand corner of your screen and click the button for Submit Question. Feel free to ask your question at any time during the presentation. You don't have to wait for the question and answer session to begin. We'll try to answer as many questions as possible, but because of the large number of participants today, we might not get to every question. Any unanswered questions today will be forwarded along to, to the speaker. For basic troubleshooting information, click the Help button located on your screen. At the end of the webcast, you'll be asked to complete a brief evaluation survey. I will let you know more about that after the presentation. This webcast is archived, so you can access it after today's live event. To view the webcast and all of our past webcasts, go to safetyandhealthmagazine.com events. With that, let's talk a little bit about today's presenter. Our speaker today is Steve Zuckerman. Steve is the Global E-Learning Product Manager and is responsible for the design, commercialization, and management of DuPont Sustainable Solutions e-learning business, including the development of Coastal Flix, an online streaming video marketplace. Steve is also involved in software product marketing activities, including building business and strategic plans. Steve has held roles in sales management, market and business analysis, and strategic content development. Again, we thank you all for tuning in today to this presentation. And Steve, go ahead and take it away. Wow. Um, thanks for the introduction, Barry. I'm sure there's a lot there about me that uh, people probably didn't want to know, but they're uh, getting some uh, extra information for their time today. But uh, thank you very much, and uh, hello, everyone. Happy holidays, and uh, thanks for joining the, uh, the webinar today. Um, at DuPont, we start all of our meetings with a core value or safety contact, uh, and we do this to ensure we keep our values at the front of our minds uh, so they become part of all the activities, all of our activities during the day. Um, today I'd like to share just a brief contact around safe winter driving. Um, with the, holiday, um, the holidays and holiday weather upon us, um, it's important to remember to be safe while we're on the road. And here are just a few reminders uh, before any uh, winter road trip. Um, you know, first and foremost, make sure that you check the weather before leaving, uh, leaving your home or um, you know, wherever you're, you're leaving from. Um, make sure that you know the weather, um, you know, across the, uh, across the landscape you'll be traveling, and of course the, um, the weather at your, uh, at, at your destination. Um, also, um, keep these um, items in mind as you're, um, uh, as you're getting prepared to leave. Uh, make sure you have a full tank of gas and fresh antifreeze. Uh, make sure you have proper, properly inflated spare tire, a wheel wrench, and a tripod, uh, tripod jack, making sure those are in working order. Um, I like to keep things like um, blankets, um, hats, socks, um, you know, in my trunk just in case um, I were to get stuck and have those items with me. Um, it's also a, a good idea to keep uh, maybe a bag of salt or cat litter, um, you know, in your car in case you get stuck or if you need to uh, melt snow, you can get some uh, better traction uh, with those items. Um, also, think about keeping some uh, non-perishable foods in your car, things like, um, you know, uh, canned nuts or dried fruit, uh, just in case you were to get, uh, you were to get stuck. Um, some of the other things that you uh, might think about um, keeping your car at all times, make sure they're in working order, things like flashlights, making sure you have extra batteries, uh, first aid kit, um, you know, windshield, um, windshield cleaners, an ice scraper, maybe even a, a snow brush should you need it. Um, so I hope you all just kind of keep this in mind uh, during the holiday season, uh, make sure we're, we're safe and our families are uh, safe on the road. 
So I appreciate you all allowing me to entertain you with that uh, little safety, uh, safety contact today. Um, as Barry mentioned, uh, my name is Steve Zuckerman. I am uh, DuPont Sustainable Solutions uh, Global E-Learning uh, Commercial uh, Product Manager, um, and I'll act as your uh, host for today's uh, webinar. Um, before we begin, um, I want to announce that DSS is celebrating 50 years of making the world a safer place. Uh, over the years, we've collaborated with clients around the world to help their organizations um, better manage risk, improve safety of their people and their uh, operations, increase productivity and uh, efficiency in their organizations, and build the capability of their workforce to sustain these improvements. Um, today, you know, we bring customers the benefits of an integrated global consulting firm and process technology enterprise. Uh, we continue to apply DuPont's real-world experience, uh, history of innovation, problem-solving success, and strong learning and development know-how to help organizations transform the workplaces and work cultures to become safer, more operationally efficient, and more environmentally sustainable. So let's go ahead and um, start with a poll question. And I hope you all will take a few moments um, and let us know which of the challenges here uh, causes your organization those problems as it pertains to training. Is it um, standardization of training for a global and diverse workforce, um, keeping learners engaged in compliance training, um, solving just-in-time and just-in-place learning issues, um, or keeping training short without um, compromising the learning objective? And I'll give you guys about um, 30 seconds or so to go ahead and answer this question. It looks like we're getting some good responses to start rolling in here. All right, we'll give you another couple seconds. All right, well let's see um let's see how everybody answered. It looks like um, coming in first is um, keeping learners engaged in compliance training. And we're going to spend a good deal of um, time with that. Um, a close second was uh, keeping training short without compromising learning objective. And we'll definitely spend some time there as well. Um, so again, thank you for the participation here. Um, and let's, um, let's go ahead and let's dive in. So, um, you know, as we begin to talk about some of the trends and tools, um, I think it's important for us to review some of the major organizational challenges um, as it pertains to learning, you know, reflected in some of the, the, uh, the poll question um, results and answers you just gave. Um, you know, our research and our work with clients has led us to four major challenges in corporate and learning development work. First, you know, how to meet the diverse learning needs of an organization. Um, second, uh, keeping employees engaged in the learning event, whether it's online or in person, and, and that's what you guys uh, marked as um, your, your, your most pressing challenge, um, the delivery of learning to a dispersed workforce, um, and to the many polls at lean organizations to make learning a priority and a continuous journey uh, at the same time. So let's go ahead and start with um, companies satisfying varying geographical needs across uh, diverse organizational structures. Um, you know, companies uh, with operations in multiple locations uh, especially those with multinational operations can be subject to varying regulations, right? Um, so in the United States, for example, a company's facility located in Ohio could be subject to different environmental and operational regulations um, compared to one of its facilities operating in California, um, you know, depending on the laws of those states. And if a U.S.-based company also has operations in Europe, uh, employee training in those two countries would need to be reflective of OSHA rules on one side and those of the European Agency for Safety and Health at Work on the other. Um, organizations with multinational operations uh, must provide training in the native language where employees are located as well. However, simple translations of content prepared in one language to that of another language can contain numerous inaccuracies rendering the translated content um, ineffective. Um, we found that overcoming these geographical obstacles are essential to a uh, successful compliance training program. 
Um, the next challenge I'll focus on is worker engagement, and we'll spend a little bit of time here because I know it's of interest to everybody. Um, so it's important for us to recognize that um, new technologies are transforming the way we live and connect with one another, um, but not everyone is eager to adopt and use the uh, latest innovations. Um, while a differentiated workforce will find uh, varying levels of employee adoption to the new technologies, you know, our training initiatives must recognize these differences while leveraging the new technologies so that we can effectively engage all individuals uh, in the workforce to improve our uh, learning outcomes. And, and we know the training experience itself should be interesting to the employees. You know, if we're being really honest, um, you know, workers are rarely excited about participating in safety and compliance training. Um, the hours required for training are, um, you know, in most cases mandated by the company. Um, they can account for a significant part of the employee's work day or work week, depending on the training to be done. Um, and if the training content is not updated, it can be easily perceived as repetitive. Um, and because one poor training experience can impact how employees feel about the next, all the training experiences um, we put forward should seek to excite, um, excite the employees and, and really hold their, and hold their interest. And, and so one way to do that um, that we found is, is really effective um, is through the use of video and the use of video, especially in, in compliance training. Um, research conducted by um, Cisco found that um, global video traffic will make up 82%. 82%, think about that, that's a huge number of all consumer internet traffic by 2020. So we know that you know, video is, is the most commonly used um, you know, medium online today. Um, and at DuPont, we found that incorporating video into the learning solutions can improve the learning experience because seeing the learning in real world conditions really is an ideal way to make sure that that learning sticks. Um, we also found that video did a much better job at helping learners um, acquire and retain knowledge and understand the learning much better than, say, with um, you know, text or, or still photos alone. The third challenge um, that I want to talk about today is um, simply reaching that dispersed workforce and delivering learning directly to them at the time of need. Now we all know that mobile devices, um, whether we're talking about smartphones or tablets, are transforming the way uh, safety and compliance training is done. Um, workers can have training and information uh, available at their fingertips 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, making training more convenient for workers. Um, it's estimated by the uh, end of next year, um, mobile devices will account for 72% of all online video viewing. So we know that a lot of online video viewing is happening, and we know a majority of that is happening over mobile devices. So um, you know, mobile-based training, um, in our mind, is an ideal way to engage um, younger workers, in particular millennials. Um, nearly 9 out of 10 millennials say that their smartphone never leaves their side. Um, but as mobile devices have become more commonplace in society, all demographics of workers are becoming more comfortable using them. This makes the ability to deliver mobile maximized learning content devices a key tool for safety and compliance training today and, of course, in the near future. Um, at DuPont, we found that our clients who are delivering uh, video-based engaged learning to mobile devices are seeing an improved retention and an increase in training objective knowledge and, uh, and awareness. The um, fourth and final challenge um, uh, we'll discuss today is around um, time and the lack of it we all seem to have. And this was a, uh, a na uh, another major point that, that you all wanted to, to talk about today, so we'll spend a little bit of time on it as well. Um, so how do we build a sustainable and continuous learning environment uh, with all of the external forces and demands put on today's workforce? So one way to accomplish this is through shortening the time spent in supplemental learning events um, with microlearning. Um, you know, microlearning is truly emerging as an important way to augment and complement um, our learning environments. And what makes microlearning different is how it offers a reconsideration of the traditional method and medium of training. Um, more uh, traditional training, especially onboarding of new employees is often seen as an, uh, an intensive one-time immersion into safety uh, skills and 
the, the culture of an organization. And while this type of induction training is necessary, it's becoming apparent that there can be more effective ways to train, reinforce, and adjust, and, uh, adjust skills. And we can do that through microlearning. Um, you know, microlearning will deliver you know, training in, in short bursts. Um, and you know, we see these two to three minute bursts um, uh, having the ability to um, push forward an individual skill or you know, even be part of a series of skills or, or knowledge. You know, microlearning um, also promotes um, awareness level uh, learning, um, enhancing the comprehension of specialized individual tasks. It can assist with the sustainment of learning by making abstract points concrete for learners um, and demonstrating how a procedure that is taught applies to the worker's daily job. Um, individual microlearning opportunities stress a specific skill and can utilize brief messaging and short videos um, that can be uh, accessed via mobile devices. So microlearning is increasingly becoming a widely used element of training and continuing ed education among um, the organizations that DuPont supports. Um, but it's important um, to note um, that you know, microlearning shouldn't be a, you know, a replacement of a larger training curriculum, but as a powerful tool that enables better engagement and retention of focus, of focus subject matter. Um, it's ease of use and um, you know, its ability to target specific employees um, who have specific responsibilities at specific locations um, can open new avenues of training beyond the traditional seminar you know, to promote year-round learning opportunities, which can, again, significantly improve an organization's safety compliance. So I know there's a lot there, so um, maybe kind of a, a quick example of you know, how we can consider using um, microlearning in our organization. So again, uh, an example for us to think about. Um, so a uh, high-rise construction worker um, on the job in a city, you know, much like my hometown of Virginia Beach, um, experiences significant temperature fluctuations. Um, so the worker will wear a safety harness when they're working on the upper floors of the new building. And in cooler weather, um, when he or she is uh, wearing more, uh, more clothing, the safety harness is adjusted to fit differently than when the weather is warmer and the worker is wearing less, less clothing. But the worker may not always readjust the safety harness so it fits properly. And so with this in mind, the construction company can distribute a microlearning video before a significant change in the weather is forecasted to occur with the goal of training employees about the proper procedures for using a safety harness. So it kind of gives you an idea of, you know, maybe a prescriptive way for organizations to put, push learning to the individuals at the time of need. So um, at DuPont, you know, we found that these um, bursts of learning can improve retention and close performance gaps and that these short bite-sized courses can help employees improve risk awareness and safety performance. Um, you know, we found that microlearning is well suited for the uh, just-in-time performance-based learning requirements of today's workforce um, by providing just the information employees need uh, just when they need it, um, sort of like in the example of the construction company we discussed a few seconds back. Um, microlearning can be accessed um, anytime via mobile devices, whether, again, we're talking about a tablet or a uh, smartphone. Um, and again, uh, mobile delivery of microlearning is a very successful medium for, uh, for this, type of, uh, this type of content. And you know, microlearning courses are most effective as part of a blended learning approach as they're an ideal complement to a classroom event or e-learning course and can be used as on-demand refresher training or uh, even as a meeting opener. And, and we use these a lot of, a lot of those, uh, meeting openers or safety contacts um, within DuPont. So specifically, we know it can help improve safety um, uh, awareness. You know, it can you know, show one simple skill um, that can be isolated and then transferred to multiple jobs. Um, Microlearning can be used to show the reaction to an event such as an incident, um, you know, whether sent to that individual to watch on their own or whether it's going to be sent um, company-wide. Um, uh, Microlearning can be used to prompt the recall of a previous training. Um, so think about using it to bridge together multiple instructor-led sessions or multiple e-learning courses, you know, you know, tying those things together. 
And um, again, you know, something I think is pretty powerful is the way that it can be used for learning towards the anticipation of higher risk, right, or, or work to be done in the future, you know, more along the lines of that prescriptive, prescriptive training. So the next slide here is a, um, a really great infographic we created to represent the items we discussed on some of the previous slides. Um, and again, to, to summarize microlearning, and you can see some of it here, um, it's an increasingly used element of training and continuing education among many of our high-performing clients. Um, you know, providing safety training in short bursts can help workers retain critical safety knowledge and procedures. Um, short uh, bite-sized courses can help employees improve risk and safety performance by, by uh, providing just the information they need just when they need it, delivered right to their mobile device or laptop. And micro-learning courses are uh, most effective as part of a blended learning approach as they're an ideal complement to that classroom event um, and can be used as on-demand uh, on refresher training alongside an e-learning course. So um, let's take a look at an example of a micro-learning video that can grab attention and improve awareness in a short period of time. And so let's roll this. Almost everywhere you look, you'll find someone glancing down at a handheld device or talking on a cell phone. Device distraction is a growing safety hazard that can lead to devastating consequences. Device distractions are a hazard to both the individuals using them and to everyone around them. Individuals often become completely unaware of the hazards threatening their safety or the hazards they are creating through their lack of attention. The most common types of devices causing distractions include mobile phones and personal computing devices such as tablet computers. In addition to the dangers caused by being distracted while walking or driving, device distractions can also be hazardous while operating any type of motorized or heavy equipment, using power tools, or performing maintenance associated with energized equipment. Avoid using personal electronic devices while doing any activity requiring your focus and attention. The idea of multitasking or being able to focus on more than one activity at a time has been proven to be false. Pause before using any type of personal electronic device and never use a device while performing any task. Giving your full attention to whatever you're doing is where your focus well, should be I, I to stay safe on the that, job. Um, enjoyed that uh, short piece of uh, microlearning on uh, device distractions. Um, now, I, I want to take a, uh, a few minutes and talk about the importance of um, course customization in direct response to the first challenge we covered today, um, you know, that of satisfying the varying geographical needs across diverse organizational structures. Um, the reason why I want to talk about this is because it's a, it's a big challenge um, for us within, uh, within DuPont as well. You know, if you think about DuPont's business, we've got, um, you know, locations uh, across the world, um, but we have some very, you know, strict um, safety regulations. And so we have challenges. How do we consistently, you know, push, um, you know, push content a, a, across the globe. So uh, I want to give you, give you all a, um, a couple minutes on, on how we think about um, course and uh, learning customization. Um, but first, um, I'd like us to take a, another minute or so um, and uh, take another little quick, uh, quick poll here. Um, so we'd be, you know, interested to know um, what percent of your learning content is customized um, within your organizations um, to serve the variety of needs, um, the variety of needs within your, your company. Is it 0% um, meaning, um, you know, everything you're using is, is off the shelf and, and you haven't done any customization to it? Um, is it 25% and under? Um, is it um, 26 to 50%? Um, 51 to 75 percent, or 75 percent and above. And again, we'll we'll give everybody just a couple of minutes here, or excuse me, a couple of seconds here, and we'll um, we'll see how everybody answered, and I'll share the results.
mind if we give everybody just another few seconds, let the last responses roll on in. All right. Well, let's take a look. So it seems to be, um, you know, spread across pretty pretty evenly. It looks like um, at least a majority of us are, are doing some uh, some customization work uh, within the uh, the learning that we're we're doing at our organizations. Um, you know, with a, a third of us, um, you know, customizing uh, most of the uh, most of the content uh, that we're that we're pushing. So that, that's really um, really fascinating. Um, so again, thank you all for um, entertaining me with the uh, with the poll data there. Um, but you know, let's talk about you know why customization is so important. So you know, we know that no two companies are alike. Uh, you know, even those in the same industry sector have you know different cultures, um, different operating locations, um, internal organizational and supervisory structures. Um, you know, in a few limited instances, you know, we found that off-the-shelf or cookie-cutter e-learning solutions are sufficient. You know, but more often than not, the, the most effective e-learning platforms for safety and compliance training are those that can be customized to the needs and characteristics of a specific organization. Um, customized e-learning um, content platforms are, are really able to capture the unique goals and objectives and operational requirements of an organization while you know, off-the-shelf systems and, and content can really only provide a glimpse at generalized policies that are applicable to you know, maybe a, co a company's broad industry um, or business sector. Um, you know, so you know, when we include, and by including the, the policies and procedures that are specific to a company, you know, customized learning not only improves the efficiency of the training experience, um, by ensuring employees are only taught what is relevant and doesn't waste time on information that is unnecessary, you know, it also enables companies to measure an employee's performance more accurately during the training exercise. Um, you know, customized learning is also particularly effective to impart the organization's unique safety culture uh, to the learning experience. You know, the, the combination of knowledge and um, skill transfer coupled with an, organizational's, an organization's uh, cultural commitment and branding can really increase the effectiveness and engagement of each. So um, learning is reinforced and associated with a, an organizational's cultural goals, you know, thereby connecting it with and providing a context within you know, the learning environment. And at DuPont, you know, we really believe that companies should utilize training software that gives them the flexibility to edit content and to customize it to their, their own unique um, cultural needs. Okay, um, so now that we've talked about customization a little bit, I want to spend a, a few minutes discussing e-learning um, and how we look at e-learning as an important part of making corporate uh, safety training stick and how we support our clients through this journey uh, at, uh, at DuPont. You know, again, you know, we try and keep employee engagement as the uh, key to our client safety and uh, compliance success. Okay. Um, you know, first, um, some benefits we can all agree on as it pertains to online learning. And I know we've got a lot of, you know, um, companies on, on, the, uh, on the call today that are, that are pretty mature in their, um, their e-learning journeys, and we have others who are, who are just starting. So um, just some, some benefits that, that we've seen from our work, um, you know, our work with customers and, and, and from our product development activities is, you know, the scalability of e-learning. You know, e-learning allows us to, to quickly create and communicate, you know, new policies, um, you know, new uh, training content ideas and concepts. Um, you know, e-learning also provides um, capacity and consistency, right? So using e-learning allows educators to, um, you know, achieve a, a great degree of coverage for their target audience and it ensures that the message is communicated in a consistent fashion. Again, this is really important to pump the consistency of the, uh, of the learning. And, um, you know, we've seen that this results in, in you know, learners receiving all of the, uh, all of the same training. Um, we found that blended learning approaches result in a higher um, knowledge retention rate. Um, so e-learning coursework um, that can be refreshed and updated um, whenever needed um, is certainly important, right? So the ability to, to update that content on the fly and get new messaging out is, um, is a really good way to ensure that the knowledge is retained and the right knowledge is retained. Um, 
time and money savings. This one is, is pretty well known and really the staple of any well, really well, uh, well done e-learning program. You know, e-learning reduces that uh, time away from the uh, workplace. Um, it eliminates the need for travel um, and removes the need for classroom-based training in, in some uh, instances in some areas of learning. Um, if you're using a learning management system today to deliver your e-learning courses, then you know, you know that uh, tracking um, learner progress is very easy and reporting on this activity is just as easy. So again, you know, measurement of activities, um, certainly a, a, a key benefit of uh, online learning. And then, you know, finally, um, the flexibility, right? So using e-learning can give employees and students you know, the freedom to learn at their own convenience and at a pace that's truly right for them. You know, you can have assurances that your staff will be trained in remote locations um, and in a consistent fashion um, compared to anyone else who's receiving that um, on-site on training. So, you know, if you do have a dispersed workforce, you can have a classroom training and, and, and at your home office and, and maybe having your remote employees take some online training. And, and, and using e-learning, you can make sure that that uh, learning is consistent across both. So, um, you know, now that we've kind of talked through some of the benefits of e-learning, I'll, I'll review some of the tools that, um, you know, you should think about having as part of an uh, effective e-learning campaigns. And, you know, the ones I'll talk through today are specific to uh, DuPont, but, you know, there are a number of general tools out there as well. Um, so, you know, at DuPont, we believe that the courses you use must be compelling. And, and that's why the um, end user experience and sound instructional design is really at the core of our courseware development activities. You know, our um, compelling courseware truly transports employees into relevant situations um, that are applicable to their jobs, you know, allowing them to better understand the consequences of their safe and unsafe actions you know, through the use of full screen video to engage the learner. And we've talked a lot about, you know, why learner engagement is important and how, how the use of video can, can help there. So, um, you know, when we build our content, um, it's all video based. Uh, it's not PowerPoint based or, um, or text based. Um, all of our content can be used across um, any Windows based PC, any Mac, any, you know, iPhone, uh, Android, tablet, um, any type of smartphone you know, really any, um, any device that can get a, a web connection. Um, our instructional design strategy uh, that we use builds on every step from, you know, needs assessment to training evaluation, and it draws from instructional models to enhance workplace learning and, uh, and performance. Um, also, our, our content allows for, um, you know, high levels of customization including the ability to add and edit and delete audio, uh, video, text, uh, graphics, um, training points, um, questions in the course modules, uh, self-checks, and even pre- and post-tests. So, you know, as you can, you can tell, you know, we want our content to all be highly configurable, so we make sure that, um, you know, our, our clients' employees are really being spoken to directly. Um, and we have the ability to deliver this content um, in, in multiple languages. We've delivered content in 20 plus languages um, so far. Um, and we've got the average course length around 20 or 30 minutes for our full length courses and um, you know, up to three to five minutes for our micro learning courses. And we try and match those up so they complement each other fairly well. Um, but I'd like you all to kind of keep this in mind when you're thinking about the content that uh, you all are delivering as part of your uh, e-learning curriculum. Um, according to Brandon Hall's white paper titled um, Breathing New Life into Safety and Compliance Training, as organizations start rethinking their compliance training strategy, it's important to recognize that compliance training is typically the first learning experience that an employee has with an organization. It's also the one type of training that will impact the most employees, and time spent in compliance training is uh, often mandated. So, if the experience that they have is dry or dull or hard to navigate or um, isn't user-friendly, it can truly impact the employee's perception of any learning they'll encounter in the future. And this is a, um, a great quote here you can, you can all see um, from Captain Sully, um, who we've um, developed a number of training courses um, in the past with uh, on safety and leadership. And, and he says, 
when workers are engaged, uh, when they feel they are doing their best work, and when they have a sense of accomplishing something that matters, they're more productive and more innovative. And that's certainly something that, uh, you know, that I agree with. Um, at DuPont, you know, we don't just deliver content in the realm of safety training. You know, we also understand that um, content in the area of human resources um, and ethics and leadership and other areas of compliance are really a great complement to a core safety curriculum. And so this year we've um, de developed some brand new content around workplace harassment and sexual harassment. Obviously those two topics have been in the news and are um, big areas of risk for our organizations, uh, but we've also created content in areas of things like diversity, um, drug and alcohol abuse and awareness, and, and some, other, um, some other topics in, uh, in that area. Um, we've also um, created um, some content on uh, multi-craft training, um, you know, focused on maintenance skills. And you know, many of the, these courses that we've developed um, this year and in some years past um, have been upgraded and tie really nicely into what organizations are doing from a uh, safety perspective. Um, so today um, at DuPont we've got um, some 600 plus mobile ready courses. Um, we've got 1400 uh, plus uh, SCORM compliant courses um, that can be utilized on uh, most um, commercially available learning management systems. Um, and our, our content is uh, you know, reviewed by um, subject matter experts to help ensure compliance with health, safety, environmental, ethical, and, and operational standards. The other thing that, that's new for us in, in 2018 is the re release of our redesigned LMS. And it's, um, we really spent some time on modernizing it and, and making the, um, the interface a lot cleaner and you know, easing the pain around the use of learning management systems. And so you know, some of the benefits are um, the ability to schedule multiple reports for routine and regular uh, delivery. Um, you know, the platform is um, role-based, um, has role-based access for administrators, so a different level of employees can see different things within the platform. Um, it has an email notification uh, system that allows um, uh, to, that actually drives training compliance you know, by sending emails directly to your workforce. Um, it's got an easy one-click access for learners to, to, um, uh, to get to the learning. Um, it has, of course, embedded functionality to, uh, to brand the site. Um, it has a um, multi-language interface, so um, if you're using it in different regions or different countries, um, it can be accessed in their, in their native language. Um, it, of course, has tracking for um, both online and classroom training. Um, it can host third-party SCORM-compliant courseware. And uh, as you can see from the, uh, the little graphic here on the screen, it can be um, uh, accessed um, over, uh, over any device type. But one piece of, um, of the LMS that I'd really like to highlight um, is our um, embedded content authoring tool. And so this is a a very easy to use and powerful tool that can help you efficiently create um, you know, some engaging content of your own with you know, little to no programming skills required. So you can bring your site-specific, you know, customized learning to life very easily um, within, this, uh, within this tool. Um, again, you can incorporate things like quizzes and interactivity um, that can really engage your learners and address the various learning styles within uh, within your organization. And then finally, I, I want to talk for a minute about um, CoastalFlix. Um, CoastalFlix is our online marketplace where learning and development and uh, safety professionals can browse and license our catalog of thousands of streaming videos and e-learning courses. Um, you know, they range from our micro-learning videos to our full-length library of streaming video content. Um, our SCORM-compliant HTML5 uh, uh, e-learning course content is available uh, through Coastal Flix as well. And so some of the benefits here um, to a subscription to this platform include, you know, again, the ability to play content across any device type, whether it's a desktop, laptop, a tablet, a smartphone, um, or even through a uh, smart TV view via our, um, our new uh, Roku channel. Um, it really offers simplicity around use um, as you can email um, you know, URL links uh, for self-directed learning. Um, 
Coastal Flix is great for um, use in the classroom to replace you know, physical media products like DVDs. Um, and the videos can even be embedded in your um, internal websites, places like SharePoint. So Coastal Flix can really remove that burden of online content management. It can certainly reduce your costs um, and increase that training and effectiveness um, to improve the uh, end user experience. Um, and the other thing it does, it also uh, you know, increases content delivery speed by uh, combining both the content hosting and, uh, and launching, uh, launching abilities. So I know we, you know, we went through a, a lot of information today in, in a fairly um, short period of time, but, but I do want to wrap up so we can save, um, save some time for, for Q&A. Um, but you know, again, you know, e-learning is, is really transforming the way uh, organizations are providing safety and compliance training to employees. Um, you know, the new tools that, le that leverage mobile devices are making training opportunities more convenient with the ability for employees to receive learning uh, any time of day uh, to nearly any location. Uh, they're also adding to the effectiveness of training with the use of video and microlearning, uh, you know, making for a more interesting and interactive learning experience. Yet, you know, I want to leave you with this, that it's important to remember that no single e-learning tool is sufficient on its own. You know, utilizing the best combination of e-learning tools that complement and augment the traditional curriculum-based or instructor-led sessions and are customized into a program uh, based on the unique training needs of your organization, um, we found will really, will really result in a, a more prepared workforce and safer workplace for, um, for your companies. Um, so again, you know, thank you all for your time today. Um, we left plenty of time for a few questions. So um, Barry, I, I will kick it back to you to see if we've, uh, we've gotten any questions uh, in our queue thus far that we can start addressing. Great job, Steve. Thanks so much for sharing your insights and expertise with us today. Uh, we do have My some pleasure. questions before I start the Q&A today. Uh, I want to remind everyone of the evaluation survey that we're asking you to complete today for us. Uh, the survey should be appearing on your screen now. Uh, your input is important because it will help us to improve future webcasts. If you do not see the evaluation survey on your screen, please turn off your pop-up blocker. You may also access the survey by clicking on the survey button, which is located near the lower right portion of your screen. Now let's go ahead and get to some questions. Uh, Steve, our first question here sure. is, uh, how difficult is it to customize your courses? Hmm. Great question. You know, through, uh, we've got two different ways you can, can customize um, DuPont's uh, content. Um, first is through a, a tool called Customize, which allows you to um, you know, uh, really, you know, change on the fly, um, you know, different storyboards within our um, off-the-shelf e-learning courses. So if you wanted to add in um, your own policy and procedure, if you wanted to add a, a video of um, a member of your executive staff to, to address the uh, employees, it's really very easy um, and, and, and honestly no, no um, you know, programming um, required to, to have you do that um, it's really a kind of a one-click and add a storyboard and then you know, type in what you want and, and publish. Um, the other way to do that is through our content authoring tool, uh, which I mentioned um, for a couple minutes in the presentation. And that really allows you to create a piece of custom e-learning from the ground up. So while you can um, you know, uh, you know, use some of the assets from DuPont e-learning courses, it really allows you to kind of create your, your own course from, from the ground up. And, and so that, that's a tool that's connected to our learning management system. And uh, again, it's, it's very easy to use. Um, we have customers who've, who've created hundreds and hundreds of courses and are, are simply using um, you know, our system to, to deliver content that way. Great. Uh, we, you also talked about um, content over multiple platforms. Um, mm -hmm. One question we had for you was, how many mobile-friendly online courses does DuPont offer? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've spent a lot of time um, creating content in this area. Today, we've got um, over 600 um, of our courses are, um, 
available over uh, mobile devices. And, and, and what we've done is we, we've really tried to create a kind of a one-course policy here um, within our, our content development, uh, meaning that we don't want to have a mobile course and then have a completely different um, kind of course that you'd access over your, your desktop. Um, it's the same course, and, and so you can start the course on your mobile device, stop in the middle, uh, you know, our system will bookmark it, and then you can jump into the, the course and maybe finish it on, on your desktop later. Um, so, you know, we've got a kind of a one-course um, experience for our end users, and, and we've really gotten some, some great feedback um, in that. So there's really no reason to have to worry about, well, do I want my, my employee to take this over, over a mobile or, or on their desktop? It really frees up the, um, the end user to, to decide, uh, you know, how and when they want to take that course themselves. Okay, great. Um, one question we had as well was, do you offer SCORM compliant content? Yeah, and so so that's a it's another good question and something that that we get asked a lot from our from our customers. You know, yes. Yeah, so we've got some fourteen hundred SCORM compliant um, courses. So our content can be. Um, you know, um, sent uh, and and implemented through you know really any um, commercially viable um, uh, learning management system today, as long as they're SCORM 1.2 compliant. Um, so so yeah, that's that's certainly one way that we work with a number of our um, number of our clients is, is through uh, delivery and and uh, of SCORM packages. Okay. We also have an interesting question here um, from one of our audience members. Do you feel employees get the same quality of content from e-learning that they would from instructor-led classes? I guess I would say it, it, it depends on, on what that learning is, um, is covering. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned, I, I don't think e-learning is a, is a magic bullet. I don't think it can um, solve all of, all of a company's kind of training or learning problems. But it can certainly be um, kind of part of a more blended, uh, more blended solution. So, um, you know, every time we kind of have a a, a learning um, a learning event, you know, we have to you know make some compromises around that event. I mean, if we were you know truly being honest, you know, that kind of one-on-one -on -one mentoring um, would be the best way to train, right? You know, we'd want to sit across from someone at a desk or, or have them shadow us and. and and you know, follow us around to kind of learn the skill or to, to be trained. But we know that that's not a um, a practical way to to have uh, have learning take place at our organizations. So I think you know, for us, you know, Dupont's recommendation really is is let's take a look at what are we trying to do with that learning event, and then we can we can say you know, is this something that um, we really need a hands-on or a, a classroom a classroom training event around, or is this something that um, you know training that'll happen pretty regularly, things like compliance training that we can get done in a, um, uh, in a, either a quick or a consistent way done online. So, so again, it, it really depends on the training to be done, but especially around things like compliance training, we found that, that e-learning is a, is a good tool for that. Okay. We have an interesting question that came in about multi-generational workforces. Um, mm -hmm. uh, audience members asking, how would you tackle e-learning with an older workforce, uh, many of whom may not have smartphones? Yeah, again, you have to kind of take a look at, you know, your organization, you know, even at DuPont, you know, we're, we're dealing with kind of the, the aging workforce as well. Um, and so there are going to be instances, especially where things like mobile learning, you know, may not be um, may not be the the most uh, the most effective way to to get that learning done. Um, but what we have found is is that you know there there has to be some sort of some sort of balance. Um, you know, especially with the with the older workforce, I think we we've we've come to um, we've come to the point where we know that they they all can you know access computers. We know that you know taking some sort of e-learning training, especially around compliance, can can take place. Um, but what I would say is, is that if you have a kind of blended learning environment within your organization and you understand your learners and you understand your audience, you know, then if you can you know, either supplement your classroom training with e-learning or maybe even giving your employees the, um, you know, the power to decide, do they want to take this training in a classroom or do they want to take it via e-learning? And, and using e-learning can help you kind of get a consistent message you know, across to your distant learners as well as the ones who are taking in the classroom. So I know it's not a great answer, 
but I, I think it really does depend on your organization and really what you're what you're trying to, to hit home. But these are you know questions that that we tackle with our, our clients each day, and, and we try and you know consult them on, on the best way to move forward, and, and we do that by really trying to get to know their organizations. Okay. And Steve, you covered microlearning as well during your presentation. Mm -hmm. We had a question about yeah. that. Uh, do mm -hmm. you consider microlearning a replacement for a larger indoctrination, or uh, do you consider it more of a replacement for a refresher training? Yeah, I, I think it. I, I think it is is really about you know kind of creating a um, continuous learning environment um, you know within organizations. I certainly wouldn't recommend um, you know trading out a um, you know, a, a, a full seminar or a, a full, even a full e-learning course for, for a piece of micro-learning. You know, you, you certainly wouldn't want to train someone on, you know, how to co enter a confined space um, with a, you know, a minute and a half e-learning course and then, you know, feel comfortable that they know what to do when they're confronted with going into that confined space. Um, but it can be a powerful tool to help kind of supplement some of the learning that's taken place uh, maybe kind of earlier on in that employee's um, learning journey. You know, if someone had taken a, an e-learning course, say, in January, and you wanted to send them a, a micro-learning um, piece of content in February, it can definitely be helpful to kind of keep that previous learning that they've done front of mind. Um, so I don't see it as a necessary replacement, but in addition to um, some of the learning that's already happening, to ensure that, again, it's at the front of mind of, of employees. Great. Um, one of our audience members is asking, where can uh, audience members find a list of available content and courses? Yeah, so um, I think within our um, presentation, I, I had a link to our, uh, our website, uh, www.training.dupont.com. There they can um, gain access to um, our training curriculums. They can um, preview uh, course content, um, and they can get uh, a lot more information about our, our organization and, and, and how we partner with clients to help them with their um, you know, learning and development journeys. Okay. Steve, we also had a similar question along the similar lines, um, someone asking about more information about Coastal Flex. Where can folks find that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so CoastalFlix is uh, is housed on its on its own website. It's uh, www.coastalflix.com. Uh, again, there they can um, learn about the the content that that's housed there. We've got uh, thousands of um, videos, uh, both full length and micro learning videos. We've got uh, a good deal of our um, HTML5 um, you know mobile ready courses uh, available there as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I certainly would recommend that uh, people take uh, take a second if they're interested in, um, you know, a platform to, to gain easy access to uh, content at a moment's notice. Um, you know, going to Coastal Flix and, and, and checking out uh, all that that has to uh, has to offer. Great. We also have another question here about uh, personal devices. Uh, mm -hmm. One of our audience members asks, have you run into workplace slash union restrictions with accessing content on personal devices either during the workday or after work hours? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got some organizations um, that have um, you know, union issues that have issues around the use of devices on um, on shop floors um, or even within their within their workplace. Um, you know, if that's the case, certainly you know delivery of kind of mobile learning um, you know wouldn't be wouldn't be right um, for that uh, organization. Um, but there are other ways to kind of get content to people uh, you know at the right time and and even the use of you know micro learning. Um, you know, outside the use of a of a uh, of a mobile device can 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 be done. You know, think about kind of a, you know a shift leader before a shift starts. You know, maybe they can you know they they can get everybody into a uh, a quick conference room. You know, show everybody a video, kind of talk about how to be safe that day, and then they can move on and and uh, kind of get their shift started. Um, so you know, yes, you know there there are organizations that restrict the use of um, mobile devices. They they want to restrict the use of those mobile devices. Um, inside and outside of work for learning. Um, but what we're finding with the organizations that, um, that we're working with, that those restrictions are, are becoming um, less and less. And so when we hear our, our customers asking us for, for mobile content and, and, and what's the best way to, to utilize it, we really wanted to respond to that, uh, to that need. And so while not all organizations are there yet, there, there are a lot of them that are, are moving in that direction. Okay. Uh, another micro-learning question has come in. Uh, 
one of our audience members is asking, uh, in your experience, how does the use of virtual or augmented reality, uh, which tends to be more an immersive experience, fit in with the four uses of microlearning? Yeah, so um, you know, VR and and AR is uh, is really hot right now, and and uh, Dupont we're we're doing a lot of uh, R and D in this area, uh, you know, as we speak. Um, so this is a really timely question. Um, I think AR and VR is really great for um, you know for safety training and and can be used um, as a little micro learning event. You know, if you think about you know things like hazard recognition, um, you know things like you know confined space entry, um, you know um, working at heights, you know all of those things done in a virtual environment can really you know um, you know speed the time to competency for the learner. And, and I think that's where virtual and augmented reality is really coming into play is um, kind of using it um, to help get employees up to speed much quicker. Um, and then obviously, you know, putting them in, you know, in a hazardous situation without, without you know, putting them in, in danger is, 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 really, uh, is really neat as well, right? You can see how they would react in a certain situation, learn how to, to properly um, act in those situations so that if they're, you know, God forbid, ever in, encountered with a situation, you know, you, we know that they're, they're able to, to handle it. And so that virtual environment um, can really, again, kind of speed up that, that time to training. Um, and, and normally, you know, how it fits in with, with microlearning, you know, normally they're not sort of stuck in these um, virtual worlds for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, um, you know, for anybody who's actually, you know, ever, you know, done any um, kind of, you know, VR, either a game or, or either or learning, you know, that can be a long time. Um, so having it kind of broken down into to a few minute chunks and having, you know, really one um, specific learning objective take place during during that um, VR event um, can be really powerful. All right. We have a question about e-learning and uh, OSHA compliance. Um, mm -hmm. Audience member asks, um, it is my understanding that e-learning alone does not meet OSHA compliance requirements. Is this correct? Yeah, in, in most cases it, it, it is correct. I mean, you know, you can certainly go and, you know, take our content or create content, and I guess OSHA can, can kind of tell you, yes, that, that kind of meets needs. But, um, you know, our content certainly doesn't certify, but what it does is, is it allows for a certain level of OSHA compliance awareness, right? And so when you take, um, you know, one of our courses, um, it's certainly going to, to, to meet and or exceed whatever OSHA's requirements um, for that um, for that uh, that learning topic are, or, or what it uh, what it what it's asking. So, we'll really, what we want to do is use video to, to raise awareness around these areas. Okay, and uh, Steve, this will be our last question for the for the okay. afternoon here. Uh, one of our uh, audience members is asking: Is Coastal Flix a subscription service similar to, say, a Netflix? Yeah, it's a uh, certainly a, a subscription-based platform. Um, so you can go on and, and license access to the platform for say a 12-month period, and during that 12-month period, you can go in and um, create what we call playlists, and then those playlists can be distributed to to your workforce, um, you know, via a, a simple URL link um, or um, even things like uh, QR codes that could be posted in uh, break rooms or. Um, um, uh, or even on, you know, like posters throughout your, your organization. But, but yes, um, you know, Coastal Flix is a subscription-based um, based platform, um, you know, much like uh, a lot of the commercially uh, available, uh, you know, entertainment sites, places like Netflix or, uh, or Hulu. Great. Well, Steve, we, we truly appreciate your time and your expertise today. Thank you to all of our audience members for joining us. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. I'm sorry if we didn't get to everyone's questions, but all of today's unanswered questions will be forwarded on to our speaker. Uh, once again, I hope you take the time to fill out our evaluation survey on your screen uh, to please give us your feedback. That ends today's Safety and Health Magazine webcast. I'd like to thank our presenter again, Steve Zuckerman, everyone at DuPont, and all of you who listened in today. Have a great day and be safe.